cannabis topics in less than 10 minutes. Let's go. What's up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of The Dime. I'm Brian Fields, and with me, as always, is Kellen Finney. And this week, we've got a very special guest, two-time returning to the podcast, Kim Rivers. Kim, thanks for taking the time. How are you doing today? Hey, I'm great. How are you guys? Doing great. Kellen, how are you doing? I'm doing really well. Really excited to talk to Kim. Really excited to kind of dive into Florida and learn a little bit more about what's going on down south and on the East Coast. We had Charlie Bactel on a few weeks ago, and he was talking about the tremendous work your team was doing, was literally shepherding this forward. And I think like the industry deserves to praise you because in the past in the other states, there hasn't been a single leader like yourself to really shepherd the entire path. Has that been challenging to really take the entire like weight of the industry and pull them forward for this, this process? Um, I mean, it's what we do, right? So, I mean, listen, um, you know, we felt like it was the right time. It's a presidential election. And we felt like, you know, that Florida is a huge, you know, for so many reasons for the industry, for um, a state like Florida, which is heavily Republican, um, you know, to to come through for us to be able to have something on the ballot and to pass it um, and to clear 60%, I just think is a real testament or could be a very, very much a testament to where we are as a country. I think that it is a game changer as a leads to the posture and the momentum at the federal level. I just, I can't think of something more important. And then obviously, of course, when you think about the impacts to our business in particular as well. And so for us, there really wasn't a choice, right? And I think it's unfortunate that others didn't participate on the front side. You know, I'm very hopeful um, and I'm having conversations now that, um, because now is the time that a coalition has to be built. So, I mean, you're talking about voter education. You're talking about kind of, you know, again, really, we don't know yet if there's going to be a strong opponent um, to this, right? The Chamber of Commerce has been making some noise. They recently conducted polling. They actually filed a brief in opposition um, at the Supreme Court as well. So, um, you know, once we get a Supreme Court favorable vote, um, it would be, gosh, such a shame if the industry wasn't able to come together and actually push it across the finish line. So I am um, hopeful that, um, and I would just ask anyone anyone watching, um, that's my ask for you is to contact contact your other companies. You know, it's okay. Like, you know, folks go to a lot of other dispensaries too and contact them and just, you know, tell them that you expect them at this point to participate in the fight. You know, we were happy to do it up to this point, but we need we need additional support. Um, and so that that would be my, I guess, if I can ask uh, anyone watching and listening um, for the next uh, for the next little while to, to please, please, please um, reach out to your other CEOs and let them know that they need to participate in a meaningful way in Florida. And just making assumptions as a recovering lawyer, I would assume that your previous skill sets are very applicable for some of these nuances, like you were saying, understanding the intricate details on how to get this from where it is today, but also where it needs to go forward, given all the the challenging legal processes. Yeah, I mean, it doesn't listen. I mean, do I personally, like with my background, completely geek out that there is uh, something in front of the Supreme Court that I had a, a hand in working on? <laughs> sure. And I think that, um, you know, that's, that's of course, very rewarding for the team as well. I mean, we've got an amazing team of lawyers. Um, the campaign has done an amazing job up to this point as well. And so um, this work has, has been years in the making. Um, a lot of analysis, of course, went into it as well. And so um, certainly it's it's always it's always good to see, um, again, have positive, positive reinforcement in terms of the work Work that your team's put together, um, you know, at that level. And I'd love to get into the brands, but I want to ask about the Northeast Hub because I see a few states and I know there's one missing in particular that I'm going to have to ask about. But first, I want to talk about New Jersey because people were very excited to, to hear that announcement. Can you give just 
our listeners a little more insight why New Jersey became like a critical target for your team? Yeah. So it was a critical target for our team two years ago when we applied. So literally that was a two year, that was a two year application guys. And I got to tell you at this point, I don't know that we're going to be moving forward with it today. We are at a point in time where I think we're a little late, just candidly to that market. And I'm a little, um, I would say, right, as we think about the Northeast, I've got a few markets that we're very focused on. We're focused on Pennsylvania. I'm focused on Ohio, which we can talk about. And I think that portfolio is going to be expanding here in short order as we bring to a conclusion the litigation that we have there. We'll have a platform with existing retail and some additional stores that we'll be able to build, right? And then, um, and then of course, Maryland, which I just mentioned. And then, of course, you've got Connecticut as well. And so we've got things that are in in the works and that are, you know, in action there. And I think that one of the lessons that we've learned certainly over the years um, is, um, you know, and listen, we're, I think, hopefully known for this to a certain extent, is not to get distracted by the shiny object and sort of what folks, what may be working for others and to know your strengths and to know when it's time to lean in and when it's time to potentially back away. And I think for us, um, New Jersey, I've got, again, some really concerns about the midterm viability of that market um, for what I see in that market. I think the folks that got in early um, are doing well, and that's wonderful. I just think that the risk reward for us um, losing focus and trying to prop up and, and launch a, a whole brand new market right now, given the other opportunities we have in the Northeast and candidly what we have to focus on in Florida. I mean, listen, I was just in, in New York talking to investors and I said, everyone in, in, this, in, in the room or in the meeting, if I start talking about something other than our three cornerstone markets, but particularly Florida and this opportunity in front of Florida, we're talking about billions of dollars at stake for our organization. Tell me that I'm crazy. Take your money elsewhere. What have you? I mean, that is what I should be focused on. That's what we should be focused on. It is the largest opportunity that we have ever had within this company. And, um, you know, shame on me if we don't double down. And I, I tell folks all the time, we're on the 10 yard line, right? My football analogies. And um, we have to get a touchdown and candidly, I want the two points. We should not be happy with a field goal and I dang sure can't fumble the ball. And the easiest way to fumble the ball, as you guys know, is you start running one direction, right, without actually fully securing the opportunity that's in front of you. And so we have to secure the opportunity that's in front of us. And then listen, if we do it right, we can buy whatever business we want. So I mean, right? It's going to be okay. So um, it doesn't mean that our M&A days are over. It doesn't mean expansion's over. It just means that we're focused on the opportunities that's going to give us the capital and going to give us the um, the ability to have so exponential optionality um, in our decision-making moving forward. Um, it really will change the change trajectory of, of the business. So one of the, the focus recently has been MSOs educating institutional investors, retail investors about the industry again. Yeah. What would you say for them about True Leave and the opportunity that lies ahead? Just a quick yeah. Stop. So I was actually I just uh, I just got back from New York. I was in New York yesterday. I'm um, doing uh, you know meetings with investors. Um, and to your point, um, you know, getting back in front of folks, reintroducing True Leave, the the sector, some new faces, some old faces, some folks who've been kind of on a little bit of a break and back and reengaging. And I mean, I think that the message is there's never been a more exciting time to enter cannabis. Um, first of all, you've got great entry points. You know, in most of the names and really what I see ahead. I mean, I've just mentioned. Um, I think 
you know, truly in particular, we have, you know, the largest catalyst, I think, that has ever happened uh, to a single company um, in this space ahead of us, um, you know, and it's ours to take advantage of along with, right, everything that everyone else um, has as well as it relates to federal momentum, um, rescheduling, right, safer banking, all of those wonderful things as well. And so um, really, when you look at the potential growth in the sector and in TrueLeave in particular, it's really, I mean, it can't be really understated at this point. And alongside of that, though, you also have a very healthy underlying core business. And, you know, you look at, again, our, our cash flows, you look at um, where we sit vis-a-vis um, others in, this, in, in the space, um, our ability, we've, we retired $130 million of, of notes, where um, we bought back, right, bonds in the open market, feel very, very strong in terms of our ability to um, to remain, um, you know, incredibly proactive as it relates to managing our balance sheet and moving forward. Um, and, and again, to continue the momentum that we began to see in Q3. Prediction time. Kim, as the leading figure in the Florida cannabis market, what undervalued opportunities do you perceive in terms of market growth, evolving consumer preferences that investors might be overlooking, particularly as it pertains to shaping the market's trajectory in the upcoming years? Well, okay, that was like a compound sentence with like four subparts. So I just want to make sure. So you're talking Florida specific. Specifically Florida. Okay. All right. I just want to make sure. Um, I think that one thing that folks may be overlooking is the fact that we have a incredibly large dormant footprint that we're going to be able to immediately turn back on. And so I would tell you that capacity is absolutely going to matter. You only have between January and May of next year. So if you haven't already started it, it's going to be tough to get it finished between now and then. And capacity will absolutely be a game changer, I think, for um, for those of us who have it. Um, we're going to be able to lean into it. And for those of us who have it at scale in a very quality way, the ability to, and this is a lesson we learned from before, right? The ability to be someone's first relationship in, in a legal cannabis environment cannot be overstated. Um, the value and the stickiness of that customer relationship is really yours to lose at that point. And so the folks that can have, um, again, the operations um, it, you know, streamlined in a way where they're able to meet customer demand with high quality product, with a great customer experience, that customer is going to be theirs to lose in the future. So Kim, for those who want to get in touch, they want to buy TrueLeave stock and they want to reset your stores, where can they find you? Yeah, so uh, www.trueleave.com. And we have a investor relations tab there with our ticker symbol and all of our recent press releases, et, et cetera. Um, definitely click there if you want to listen to our next earnings call, which will be February 29th, um, leap year day um, in the morning. And we start about 20, 30 minutes for the banging playlist and stay for the content. So awesome. Thanks so much for taking the time. This was a lot of fun. Yeah. Thanks so much. Guys, if you've enjoyed this podcast over the last few years, can you please take three minutes or less and leave us a quick review on Apple or Spotify? All reviews make a massive difference for us and help other people like you find this podcast. From the bottom of our hearts, thank you. Thanks for listening to today's show. To check out more great cannabis podcasts, go to podconnects.com. Here's a preview of one of our other shows. I'm Larry Mishkin, and I'd like to invite you to join Rob Hunt and me on our weekly podcast, The Deadhead Cannabis Show. Each week, we explore the latest cannabis and jam band news and reminisce with other deadheads and jam band lovers about the great musical acts that we've seen and heard. Check out a new episode every Monday.